Sean, if I leave you with any wisdom, I just want you to remember this. Evil will always triumph because good is dumb. <laughs> this is Movie Geek and Proud. Thank you, Rob, for that marvelous introduction. <laughs> you know where that's from, right? It sounds familiar, but I can't think of it. It's Spaceballs. Oh, yes. It's what he says before the big... dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I know. I didn't do it in his voice, but still. Okay. I just thought that was funny. Stalker Sean, how are you today? I'm good, Rob, but I am a little upset that you're farther than me in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> this just means I have no life whatsoever. I love that game. It's an amazing game. I love it. What am I going to do when it's over? Cry? I probably will. I haven't played a game like this in a very long time. You're going to turn around and you're going to start it over again. I probably would. I'm hoping that the season pass stuff will have a lot of cool stuff to keep me busy for a while, but I, I'm a, I'm very worried. I got a sneak peek of the outfit you get for 100% gameplay. Okay. I'm not going to use anything else. What do you mean use anything else? Like, I'm not going to use any other oh, outfit. Oh, so it's an outfit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. What is it? Has the bad signal on it or something? Or No, I'm not going to spoil it for people. Okay. Why are you looking stuff up? Because that's what I do. It's what I live for. <laughs> <laughs> so, 100%, does that mean, like, do you do you know when you do the the crimes and they give you those things to do like do you have to complete those to get a hundred i I didn't think about that i don't know yeah because sometimes i skip it and then i get this ocd of (laughs) i didn't complete it well because even the um the bisque places or fist excuse me bisque i know are we getting soup (laughs) i know no the the fist places like they have challenges too and i didn't complete ah, all the moves. I well, you have to let me know. I don't know what it says. You read it. You said a hundred percent. So it just showed. It's called the one hundred percent suit. Oh God, I'm not gonna look it up. But I'm. This is one of those games where I actually would because all the Batman Arkham stuff. Fuck those riddle challenges. I don't touch those. They're they're horrible. And like I'm not. I'm not even gonna even attempt to do hundred percent on those. So I just gave up. Mm. But this game, I would totally do that for. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Um, so yeah, today we have a lot of stuff to talk about, including three minute or less review. We've got our question of the week and we are uh, reviewing weird science. I used to watch this movie so much growing up. So did I. Uh, shockingly, it was on TV all the time. Mm. So it was one of those movies that I would watch anytime I caught it on TV. So yeah, I watched it quite a bit. But um, before we get to all the fun stuff, let's just get some business out of the way. Uh, if you guys are big fans of the show, uh, just remember to rate and also send us a small review on your favorite podcast app, uh, especially on iTunes or Podbean. Uh, we can use, really use your support on there, but it also helps get the word around about our small little show. Uh, also, tell your friends if you are, are enjoying us and know anyone who would love our quirky titles that we always pick for you guys. 
Uh, but yeah, we actually got some new comments from iTunes. Sean, why don't you read uh, the last two that we got over the last week or so? I would love to, Rob. So from New America 02, the title is Great Show, Love the Topic. It's a five-star review. These guys know how to pick them. Always talking about great movies and very interactive with their listeners online. Can't wait to see what they'll record next. Well, thank you so much for that review. We appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, this show, we definitely love interacting with, you know, Film Twitter and everybody who just loves movies. So we really appreciate that comment. All right. And then from Walking by 87, fun reviews by fans for fans, five star review. It's clear from any episode that this show is passionate about movies, and that passion translates to great insight and fun. The lighthearted humor and attitude of positivity are refreshing in today's atmosphere of cultural divisiveness. Definitely worth a listen. That one's really sweet, and I see why you had me read it, because I know divisiveness is a big word for you. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate <laughs> it. And just for the record, we did not pay anyone to do that. That's a really nice comment. <laughs> I'm very humbled. No, thank you so much. Welcome by 87, it was. We really appreciate that comment. And so, yeah, anybody else who are big fans of the show, leave us a small review of what you think. Also, if there are any movie suggestions you think we might like or maybe even hate, send it our way we'll see about working it into the show uh but yeah let's get to our three minute or less review three minutes that's all i'm giving you that's all the hook i got all right sean what are we reviewing today the first one is fresh off the grill, as today we saw The House with the Clock in the Walls. All right, House with the Clocks in the Walls, go. Okay, I really enjoyed this movie. I feel like this is a good platform for Eli Roth outside of his normal gore porn. <laughs> this felt <laughs> like a, a dark 80s kids movie. Yes, I totally agree. Uh, I really did enjoy this movie. Jack Black and Kate Blanchett's characters on how opposite that they were, but um, just them working together and their chemistry on just how they were like throwing shade at each other the whole time was really, really entertaining. I, I loved watching those two together. And something about Kate Blanchett, because she'll do a movie that could win her the Oscar and then she'll do movies like this. And I love the versatility. Mm -hmm. I like seeing actors like that just, you know, do fun stuff. And it really looked like she was having a lot of fun. Yes. Either that or she's just an amazing actress and, and plays off like she enjoys what she's doing. But um, it was really entertaining watching those. I loved the uh, music in this was really good. The creepy house atmosphere, even the kooky and spooky characters good and bad that was in the this devil yeah um there were a lot of images i would not expect from eli roth to put in here maybe sam raimi but there was some real dark stuff in here I, I i don't know maybe i'm not giving kids enough credit but i mean there were stuff in there that i didn't think little kids could handle but there was a lot of close-ups yes and great makeup i thought and um 
Yeah. Overall, I thought it was great. And even a cameo by Eli Roth himself, who's yes. a very attractive man. <laughs> You've seen him before, though. Yeah, I've oh, seen okay, him. Oh, okay, okay. He's but, been in some of his other movies. Yes. I did, it just sounded like you had seen him just for the first time just oh. in this movie. But yeah, I recognize him right away. So he's needed a spot. Um, Jack Black, once again, hit it out of the park. I think he should just do kid movies for the rest of his yeah. life. Because between this and his role in Goosebumps, I just love. But mainly kids movies where he is... A girl from the real world. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will ever top that role. It was so good. Okay, what would you rate House of the Clock on the Walls? I would give it a four. You give it a four? Yeah, I'm about a 3.75. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, 3.5, 3.75. There was a little spot in the in the middle that was a little slow, but towards the end during the battle, so good. Right on time. All right, Sean, what is our next movie? Our next movie, Rob, thank you for asking, is A Simple Favor. A Simple Favor with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. He has a shit-eating grin on his face right now. He's so excited. (laughs) Henry Golding. Okay, go. This movie was a lot of fun, actually. I didn't expect it to be as funny as it was on top of a great mystery. I don't think anyone expected this movie. And and just coming from Ghostbusters, Paul Figg, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right, like blew it out of the park with this one. He captured the best talents of these actors in this movie so well. And just him having fun with this crazy murder mystery was so good because if any of you have watched the trailer they made it look very vintage very (laughs) like old school you know sort of mystery you know sort of thing with the french music and all of this and like some of the conversations that they were having i didn't expect the raunchiness and the fact that it's super funny Mm -hmm. i didn't expect it to be funny i thought it was going to be a total thriller and I liked how the mystery kept unraveling. We thought we had it for a second yes, there, and then we it did. flipped itself on us again. <laughs> yeah. Now, some people may find this to be a bit too silly, but honestly, you 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 can't help but be impressed on how far they took it and the way that these actresses portrayed these roles. I mean, just them sitting on a couch talking, I swear to you, is one of the best scenes of (laughs) the film of just them being moms and having sort of this, you know, drink while their kids play during a play date. And Henry Golding, just still good looking. Yeah, I was going to say, you're just in love with him. We're just going to see him in practically everything. You know him and Emily Clark are going to do a rom-com together now. Wow. Yeah. That's too much beauty altogether. It's, it's Yeah, everybody's flipping out when this news hit. But um, no, great mystery, um, great script. Blake Lively, Lively, you are owning it right now. Yes. The fashion was on point, and you look good in every outfit that you were in. Anna Kendrick, like all of her facial expressions... She was owning every sarcastic moment. This movie is not to be missed. Um, there was um, someone. Oh, yeah, it was um, Ryan L. Terry on Twitter. So he says, do not walk, run and go see this movie <laughs> right away. And I was like, perfect, perfect um, review or not review, just comment on on this movie. It will surprise you. I'm telling you right now. 
Uh, what would you rate this, Sean? I would give it a 4.5. 4.5. So, yeah, from my entertainment scale, this gets a 5 for me. Wow. I, I honestly didn't see anything wrong with this movie, and I would totally rewatch this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Ooh, look at that. Under, under three minutes. It's good. All right, so if you couldn't tell... Which movie are we going to review on Patreon this this month? Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are going to be doing a simple favor. Yeah, I mean, there's just way too much to talk about in this movie. So that will be our uh, second bonus episode of uh, September. So just look out for that um, for anyone who's on there. Uh, also remember to check out our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash MGP podcast. Again, just as low as a dollar under our light speed, uh, tier, you get two full length bonus episodes a month. So, um, instead of four, you get six and that's just for a dollar a month. So any pledge is great. And, um, we do a whole bunch of other, uh, stuff that's just exclusively for you. So, uh, check that out. All right, Sean, it's time for question of the week. Too many questions. Too many questions. I like question of the week. I do too. And this question was definitely a lot of fun. Sean, tell everyone our question. All right. So this week, our question is, if you built your own dream woman or man, who would they look like? So when I put this, I encouraged anyone to put whoever they want. And it didn't even have to be a celebrity. It could be their current partner. It could be somebody else's partner. It could be a crush you had in high school, whoever you wanted. But a lot of people obviously answered with celebrities. So um, what were some of the answers that we got this week? So two girls on a bench chose Hugh Jackman. Very good choice. (laughs) Um, let's see, Friday 13, Friday the, Friday the 13th Horror Podcast said Nicholas de Augusto. Do you know who this is? No. By name? Okay, so he was on Gotham. He was chosen to play Harvey Dent for like three episodes. Oh yeah, I see his gif. He is very attractive. He is. So the gif that's being used is from this current show that he's on during the summer called Trial and Error. Okay. He is the most charming, sweetest, geekiest, like awkward man. And it comes off so hot. And that's what you're seeing right now is just that awkwardness. It's It's so good. But he's good too, so... So, also from Two Girls on a Bench, Trisha's husband picked Emma Thompson. I love that. (laughs) He chose somebody not only for looks, but also for the personality. Probably more the personality, but in the movie, she's a writer. Yeah. And so that's why he picked her. I thought that was good. Um, Who else? We have... um, Oh, Ronnie um, Abenos, and that's at Redeem Bad Movies on Twitter, says Selma Hayek. I don't think she's ever not looked beautiful. Right. I think she looks like that all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that was a good choice. So Man Brain Podcast. I think we have the same brain, actually, for (laughs) men. Um, They chose Tyler Durden, which is young Brad Pitt. Which, when he was young, he's super hot. He's got kind of weird looking over the years. Really think so? Yeah. I still think he looks good. Okay. I don't like all the facial hair. I think he's the one guy that I prefer not to have facial hair. Um, 
but him in Fight Club and Seven, I I will take. I he looks for, his best from there. I always forget if it's twelve or thirteen, but twelve monkeys, twelve it's monkeys, twelve monkeys. Okay, okay. He looked really good in that. You liked him in that one, okay? Um, let's see. Sinmondo podcast says Idris Elba. Ooh, obvious choice. Yeah, obvious choice. Aliani uh, Silvermiss, and that's Aliani EQ on Twitter, said Michelle Pfeiffer. I Ooh. love that choice. I really do. She's she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Glenn Think Stuff Podcast said Jennifer Lawrence. Good choice. Very good choice. Yes. Ryan L. Terry at uh, RL Terry 1 said Evans Peters, specifically from AHS. He's gorgeous. And you're, are you currently watching apocalypse right now yes okay so you saw the second episode yes okay we will just leave it at that i already can read your mind <laughs> yes. we know what we're thinking yes evan peters can get it so <laughs> so loosely based on movies oh they picked a good one they picked rosie o'donnell and not only did they pick rosie o'donnell but she's doing a really hot hair flip in this gif <laughs> <laughs> did you watch her talk show back in the day i did actually i did too <laughs> no i would like race home from school just to catch her show i would get home exactly when the show came on so it always worked out um let's see mr underscore gord underscore e gordon elliott uh he chose winona Ryder. okay i like that one the monster closet got a little pervert. <laughs> he what? said, I would happily winter in Chris Evans' fabulous beard. <laughs> I wanted you to read that because I got that while we were out going to see the movie. I'm like, I'm going to let Sean read that one. <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so Go Postal Podcast at Go Postal Podcast on Twitter says Ricky Whittle. So he's m- famous more so on television uh, he was in a couple shows that I definitely watched. I couldn't tell you one that you watched, but um, he's famous for 100 uh, Mistresses in CIS. Uh, he is also on American Gods currently. Okay, I've watched American Gods. Okay, but yeah, if you were to see this man, he's he's a gorgeous man. I actually want to say that I saw him on the streets of Hollywood one day, just kind of walking around. But um, yeah, no, he's he's gorgeous. I like that. And then um, Mixed Media Forest Podcast at Media Forest Cast on Twitter said Bridget Reagan. So this is another person you may not be familiar of, but she is, for me, best known for a role that she has on Jane the Virgin. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you were to look her up, she's she's gorgeous too. So these are some really good choices. And a lot of people I don't think really thought about the whole package. It was just the look, which right. is what I wanted. So um but yeah, did was there any other ones? Um, I can't remember his real name, but Cinemondo Podcast chose Jon Snow. Ah, yes, yes, that yes. So that's choice. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington, that's right. Yes, he is a gorgeous man for sure. Um, Sean, who did you pick? So I'm already prepared, Rob, because I already have the doll. <laughs> <laughs> so a few years ago, this movie came out, and I got really excited. I was like, "This movie's gonna do awesome." So I went to downtown Disney and I bought the collector doll because it's going to be worth money, Rob. It's the James Franco doll from Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, okay. Which, of course, the movie didn't do great. So now the doll is probably worth like bringing to life. (laughs) (laughs) No, James Franco is an amazing choice. He's Mm -hmm. he still looks good, I think. Yes, he does. Um, 
So you already know <laughs> who I pick. I mean, husband number one, husband number one, Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. I, I speechless. I can't even talk when I mention his name. It's it's yes. Okay, yes. I he would look like him. I yes. Okay. Very very good. I don't have any specific look. Just anything that he's in, he always looks his best. So nice. I love it. <laughs> so everyone thank you so much for participating in this week's question of the week just tune in um next i believe friday is when i've usually been posting it so just look out for another question for our next episode um we thank you again love all of your answers and participation um now we have a small promo for you before we get right to our review and that's from the imdb journey podcast Hi guys, I'm Dean. And I'm Daniel. And we're from the IMDb Journey podcast. Where we break down every movie from the top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. But when we're not doing that, we also battle other podcasts in various movie-related games of trivia and drafts. We also give quick reviews about every other film we've watched as well. Yeah, here we're quite good too. Yeah, if you guys don't believe us, why don't you listen to these genuine testimonies? Oh, hey guys, you guys are really good. I love your chemistry. Oh, hey, Brew. It's, uh, this is a, this is a good podcast, yo. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, love the banter, guys. Keep it up. I'm DB Jenny is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic testimonies. Oh, thanks, guys. Absolutely genuine and real. <laughs> and if you want to give a genuine testimony as well, go ahead and search for IMDb Journey. You can find us on all your favorite podcast sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. So come along and join our journey. Now, Rob, before we get into the review, I have a surprise for you. Ooh, what's that? I brought the James Franco doll so we can bring it to life. We're going to try and bring someone to life? Try. Wait, do or do not? There's no try. Yes, we're going to bring James Franco to life. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do this. Oh, my God. Did it work? I think is it's it, working. Is it, is it him? I think so. Is it him? Hey guys, it's me. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean from the future. I just want to stop in and say, spoiler alert, it doesn't work. <laughs> Damn it. Take the bras off of your heads. Okay. <laughs> No. You totally just ruined my entire fantasy. Go away. Are you sure you don't need anything? We needed James Franco, and you ruined that, so go. Well, that doesn't work. Can I get you, like, warm milk? Sean, tell yourself to go to hell. <laughs> go to hell, me from two hours in the future. What about Ovaltine? No. <laughs> just go. Thanks anyways. Sean? Yes? If you do anything for me, do not turn into that douche. I would never. I hate that guy. In two hours, I better not see you <laughs> like that. I can't stand him. Does it ever creep you out that apparently in two hours, I'm still here? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, God. Anyways, okay. Well, that stupid plan didn't work. Take your doll back. What the it's hell? It's an action figure. Are you sure that's... <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? I've heard that somewhere. No, I've totally heard that. Somebody said it's an action figure. It's not a doll. They've oh, used that in a lot of things. They probably have. Uh, are you sure you got a James Franco doll? Or did Sean from Two Hours in the Future manufacture that himself? He might have. He, he knows me pretty well. Apparently. God. Okay. Let's get on with this review. Feature presentation. <laughs> um, so we are doing weird science today. This was uh, in 1985, directed and written by John Hughes himself. Hmm. This is at a rating of PG-13, uh, originally uh, released in August 2nd, uh, 1985, starring Anthony Michael Hall. Um, is that Ian Mitchell Smith? I'm Or Leon. I think it's Ellen. Ellen? No, it's L-I... Isn't that I-L-A-N? I, I'm... I thought that was a capital I, but uh, maybe it's an because I don't know. Ian's, starring Wyatt. Yes, starring Wyatt <laughs> and the very beautiful Kelly LeBrock. Uh, this movie was budgeted at $7.5 million and grossed USA was $23 million plus. Uh, worldwide gross was $38 uh, million plus. So um, I guess it did okay. Yeah, just okay. Yeah. Um, I think this was his, what was this, his second or third film he did? I know that he wanted to make something completely different from what he has been doing with his other, you know, films. And just wanted something for the science geeky sort of supernatural type of thing. So he just thought like, hey, if I'm going to continue the cycle of teen movies, why don't I just... Make one that's just bullshit crazy, <laughs> I guess. Do you think the science in this movie has been verified? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 1985, one of the first ever Apple computers out there, by the way. <laughs> Floppy disk alone. They were able to create an actual human. Out of a Barbie doll. Out of a Barbie doll. No, you know what it was? It was the fact that the Barbie doll was on the board game Life. Without that, I don't think it would have worked at all. Right. If it was Monopoly, <laughs> she would have come out as the Monopoly guy. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie actually was a comic book first. Really? Yeah. I did not know that I was reading about it. 1950s EC Comics magazine of the same name from which the plot is developed as an expansion and moderation, modernization, excuse me, of the basic premise in A.I. Feldstein's story, Made of the Future which was its fifth issue. I had no idea this was... Hmm. So, I mean, the story, obviously, I'm sure isn't from the comic. I think maybe the concept was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I had no idea that this was, you know, kind of inspired or based on something. I think that's pretty cool. Anytime I think about this movie or see some kind of clip or reference it, I always laugh. I, I always remember having, you know, good times watching this film when I was younger. And I watched it a lot, so... Yeah, it was fun rewatching it. Well, to this day, my mom and I quote Weird Science. That's so much we used to watch it. Yeah. Anytime she'll be like, oh, how'd your party go? I'll be like, oh, you know, nothing much. Just chips, dips, chains, whips. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I definitely wanted to rewatch this one because 
Uh, it is. Is this one of those like movies that I watch a lot? So I was like, does it still hold up? I don't know. Like, um, okay, so we got a quote on Twitter. I think it was from MM and Oscar. So they were like, tell me this movie doesn't hold up, right? Right? Like, <laughs> I have a feeling that this movie probably doesn't really hold up for a lot of people. Do you think it still holds up? Well, as I was watching it, what was running through my head is it's a very masochistic movie. Very. <laughs> no, I was definitely going to bring that up a little later. But yes, it it really treats women like yeah, like objects and ownership and throughout the whole movie. Even with Lisa, I like that she's her own woman. But then every like 10 minutes, they bring back up again. I'm here to serve Wyatt and Gary. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I did notice that a little bit. What world was it that this movie lived in where it like Gary was just like, we just need to create a woman. Let's do it. And I can't believe you're freaking computer can only do so much and we need to hack power and i'm like how does anybody just create a woman in their bedroom like is this a known thing is this the type of universe we live in where we can do stuff like that i just found that to be funny how easy it was for him to just come up with this idea right yeah again with a floppy disk i really don't understand how he did this i don't know now we have 3d printers let's just find a way to put a brain in it i i yeah I don't know how they did that, but I just thought that was funny how easy it was for him to be like, yeah, Frankenstein did it. Let's just do it, too. (laughs) (laughs) But um, a little bit of casting news, though. So Anthony Michael Hall, he did this movie because he turned down the sequel to European Vacation. Wow. So this him passing up the role to do the sequel to do this movie started the tradition of changing the kids. That's funny. That was not planned, but it was the fact that they couldn't get him back. It just became a run-on joke that they changed the kids every time. Do you think it was a good choice for him to pass it up? Oh, yes. I like Anthony Michael Hall in this movie. I don't know what he would have done in the second movie. I mean, he was fun in the first, Mm -hmm. but we really got to see him shine in this one. Um, And especially if he passed up the sequel to do this, I'm glad he did. Because even in Breakfast Club, he may have been one of the five stars, but he wasn't the standout it was judd nelson and molly ringwald and you know anthony michael hall just played the typical nerd and so in this one i think he got to shine a little bit more um but some people actually say that they're the same person really yeah because i mean um oh god i can't think of the city that they live in the sherman illinois Mm -hmm. so that's the same city that all the other ones take place Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, the same school and whatnot. Even when uh, he mentions that he had a, can- a girlfriend in Canada. Yeah. He, Breakfast Club, he, he said the same thing. Yep. Yeah, he said the same thing. So I just thought that was funny. But that could have been a connected universe, multi-universe right there. Marvel got it from Hughes. It probably, probably. Speaking of, I just thought of what I'm changing my Halloween costume to. Oh, you're changing it? I'm going to dress as Gary from this movie, but I'm going to put a bloody um, uh, apron over it. I'm going to be Anthony Michael C. Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I, You would have to... There, there would have to be some real intelligent pop culture people out there to understand that one. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but, but good idea. Good idea. Thank you. So they make this girl. She comes in. 
and she is wearing nothing but a holder top and panties <laughs> in this glowy pinkish purple light. And I mean, just from the title Weird Science, she was built from a computer. But what is she? I was thinking about that because she she's not just created. She also has this power to like create anything else. Well, so they're in the shower Mm -hmm. and she says, I didn't exist until you guys created me. I, you know, I had no life. And thank you for this body. And so I don't know if she's an entity and they just gave her a vessel, but I don't know. Is she alien because it's a sci-fi film? Is she a genie? Um, Is she a mystical person? I mean, her entire goal was literally just to make their lives better. I would say she's a computer program Mm -hmm. who can create other digital things. Because I think there's a part in the movie where... It showed something kind of like disappear, mm-hmm. digitize. Oh, okay. No, if no, no. You I will. No, I no. I under. You made this reference um, about it being very similar to Mary Poppins. Yeah, actually, Kelly LeBrock said that in an interview. She's Mary Poppins with boobs. Okay, so explain what Mary Poppins is. Was she a, a genie and an angel, or like what? What was her deal? That's true. They never said what she is either. <laughs> she just comes from the sky. So I guess you would say she's an angel. But it, it's funny because she, even though she, they did make her to do whatever they want with her, her main goal was to make their lives better and then take off. Like, my work here is done. You don't need me. She's like an imaginary friend or, you know, like an angel sent down to, you know, give them confidence and blah, blah, blah. So it's just like she already knew what she was going to do when she got here, regardless of the fact that they practically made a sex alien or whatever so (laughs) sex alien well i mean just you know just somebody that because at first they obviously just wanted to bone her that's all it was this really puts et in a new light for me (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying so it i just thought it was interesting how she came down and she already knew like i got three days to make their lives better and then Mm. i'm gonna go so but you have no like what would you say finally like what she is I would say she's a magical computer program. <laughs> okay. All right. Just, yeah. I, I put her as a genie. Okay. That's that's what I'll say. Um, but we almost could have gotten somebody else. Demi Moore and Robin White. Right. They both auditioned. Wow. Yeah. But didn't get it. I would have loved to have seen Demi Moore do this, actually. Did they swipe left on them? <laughs> <laughs> probably right um no i'm no kelly brock is iconic in this she you know anytime you see her hear about her you're always going to think about weird science well so. and i think what kind of puts her over the top too is her accent i think that was a nice touch yeah that's another thing it's like i wonder if they actually chose for her to have an accent too because mm-hmm. they made her very smart you know but i mean does that mean only people from England can be smart? Which, okay, you brought it up. So I think it's funny in the movie where when they're first programming her, they say fifth grade level and like dumb as shit. And then they put a picture of Einstein in. So obviously they changed their mind somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So as far as like horny teenagers go, like... Why are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> Do you think it was right for them to make a woman? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I watched this when I was younger and I was just like, okay, cool. They have somebody to like hang out with and make all their wishes come true. I think that aspect is pretty cool. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely seemed very objectifying, but do you think they really would have gone all the way with her? Um, well, that's kind of actually one of the things I like about the movie. She is smart, so she knows she doesn't want to with them. Mm -hmm. She knows it's not right. She knows it's not going to fix them. So if she's as smart as Kelly, Kelly LeBrock is in this movie, then no, they wouldn't go all the way. They would try, but she would be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think she was always two steps ahead, of course, and she knows how teenage boys think, and, you know, she didn't mind them seeing the naked body and, you know, making out a couple times, but overall, she's like, I'm, I'm just here to make you love yourself better and have more confidence, and, you know, if I gotta do the little subtleties and, you know, then I'll do that. Well, it's funny you say that because I read that Wyatt, when they were filming, he was 14 and he slipped her the tongue. Yeah, apparently he wasn't <laughs> supposed to do that. He got a little too into the scene. Yep. But yeah, what did she do? She was just like, oh, if you do that again, I'll kick your ass, yep. is what she said. <laughs> Go, Ian. <laughs> yeah, get it. No, um, so for all the teenage guys out there who fantasize about this woman back in the day, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. But the shower scene, that wasn't her. <gasps> she was not naked in that shower. I used to fantasize about that all the time. I'm sure you did. Yeah. We were talking about Wyatt in the shower, right? Shut up. <laughs> no, 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 not Wyatt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, Kelly Brock, that was not her body um, that was naked in the shower. Um, I mean, I think when she got out of the shower, she was topless. But I mean, I'm sure that she had something, you know, on the you know lower half of her chest and yeah, but apparently that wasn't her. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Sorry about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, some of the stuff that she would do with them, like she took them to the club to get them to drink and just loosen up a little bit. And um, yeah, I thought that was, do you think that was a cool tactic to get them out of their shell and just go to a place where <laughs> they obviously <laughs> got out of their comfort zone? Yeah, I think so, because if you just sit at home and toss off all the time, you're not going to have new experiences and you're not going to learn anything about yourself. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I really like that scene, but it's it's funny because I thought that um, it was just one of those things like, ooh, look at that black people. It's so dangerous. What are they going to do? Are they going to buckle under the pressure and blah, blah, blah? You know, they just, I don't know. At, at a certain point, they just made it seem a little dangerous. Yeah. Like, oh my God, we're going to get jumped because we're in the wrong neighborhood or whatever. But they were all cool about it. They all hung out with him and they thought he was cool once he loosened up. What did you think about Anthony Michael Hall's black voice? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he got away with that. Apparently, he was channeling Richard Pryor. Okay. So he had a reason for that voice, but... If you were to watch any of his stand-up, I see what he was trying to do and failed, but he tried it. Yeah. Do you think that would fly if this movie came out today? Um, well, okay, so honestly, I did not get a like a stereotype race racist vibe from his okay. interpretation. Um, would it work? Who knows? Somebody may pick up on it more than I would have, but I didn't get that feeling watching it. I just thought he was an idiot. Okay. Yeah, with a <laughs> high-pitched voice. <laughs> but um, I thought he was pretty cool, though, when he was doing it. He was very smooth with his cigar, snapping his fingers yep. with his fedora. 
And LeBrock was just sitting there, just smiling, just letting him do his thing. But he kept calling women bitches in the whole thing, though. I just thought that was kind of like a little overboard. But they, yeah, they just kept referring to women as bitches <laughs> during that scene. <laughs> but then, like, we go to the mall and they're just hanging out. I don't even know why they're there. They're just there. That's true. And she wasn't with them, was she? No, they just kind of walked. I mean, because she, oh, oh well, she, she did. Yeah. She went lingerie shopping. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think that's on the TV version. If you were to watch this on cable TV, I don't remember that part being in there. When she goes shopping for the, you know, do you have this in leather or barbed wire? <laughs> it is kind of weird when you think about it, when you watch this as a grown up, because she's hanging out with 15 year olds, like trying to be all sexy for them. Yeah. <laughs> But um, then we have our supporting cast. We have Bill Paxton as yes. Chet. He is hilarious in this movie. And it's unlike anything I've ever seen in any of his other roles. This guy was so funny. I have a question for you. Who has a better laugh? Chet or George McFly? <laughs> George McFly. <laughs> okay. Definitely. No, but his laugh in this one <laughs> Jeez, I couldn't even imitate that for you. It was so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> but no, um, Chet being the big brother bully, what do you think of his character? I thought he's a lot of fun. And from what I was reading, it seems like Bill Paxton brought a lot to the role. Mm -hmm. He just kind of surprised John Hughes by adding so much to that. And John Hughes just ate it up and loved it with good reason. It shows. Yeah, he was a menace. I, I have an older brother, and I thank God that I didn't get one like him. He would torture me sometimes, but not like this. I mean, he was extorting money from him, bribe and blackmail and all this stuff. Like, it was, yeah, it was, that. that's a little too much. But that, you know, who knows? Maybe that's how that rich life is. Yeah. Why it was like, ooh, the maid doesn't come till Monday. I was like, God damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, then we have... Iron Man in his teen years. Oh, he's so hot in this. Really? Oh, I, think I did so. not like his look in this one. Oh, ever since I was young, I loved how he looks in this. He is so cheesy he in this He looks like movie. a little punk, though, and he's got those eyelashes. <laughs> the hair is everything. Yes. Um. So, yeah, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Rustler, who is mostly known for this movie as well as Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, as the sort of pseudo gay <laughs> lover of our lead character. Mm -hmm. But um, no, no, it was really cool to see those two in this movie. Now, are they brother brothers? In this? Yes. I don't think so. Because they look so similar. I just visioned them as brothers. And then watching this movie again, they never said it. They never said if they were best friends or whatever. They're just always together. But you know, okay, okay. From my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? From my observing straights in the wild, <laughs> I notice a lot of um, straight friends do that, though. They do similar hair, similar like clothes. I saw two guys standing next to each other. They had the exact same pair of pristine white shoes. They had the exact same shorts and they had shirts in just different colors. <laughs> I am not surprised. You know, like even with a group of straight people that I see, if I ever go to a bar or whatever, we all just want to hang out with people that either look like 
each other or are as attractive or as built as one another. And I think a big part of it is if they've been friends for however long, usually if they're on the same like athletic team, they'll have the same build. So it's just easier to just hang out with your own mm. kind, quote unquote. But, you know, straight people do it too. We're very, very guilty of it in the gay community, which is so sad. But yes, I've seen tons of straight guys hang out with sort of similar people. Is that why we hang out? Because we look similar? Yeah, we, yeah, we're like twinsies every day. <laughs> you can't tell us apart. Um, so Robert Russler, just a small thing. So he actually, on the last day of filming Weird Science, he raced over to audition for Nightmare 2. And I read that Robert Downey drove him. Yeah, Robert Downey. <laughs> so they must have been like buds back yeah. in the day. And um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, what did you think about their characters? They um, were total dicks. Yeah, they were. They were stereotypical like John Hughes bullies, though. Mm-hmm. So they fit into this movie. Yeah. Um, I, you know... When I see bullies on in movies and stuff, they never really establish why they pick on the nerds or I guess people who are weaker. I guess that's the simple way of putting it. But it it, it wasn't like a, a certain moment where one embarrassed the other. Now they're just picked on for life because that whole icy thing, there was absolutely no reason for it at all unless they just wanted to like impress the other one. Well, I think it's kind of hinted on because in the first scene they're checking out the guy's girlfriends in the P class. So I think the bullies pick up on these guys are nice and our girls might go for them. So we have to bring them down in order so it's to a little bit of jealousy yep. thing going on. That makes total sense. I will, I will allow it. Yes, I will allow that. Um, but I mean, I hate to be such a hater, but I find, <laughs> I find the girlfriends to be worse. Really? I did not like their characters. So this was um, Deb and Hilly, played by Suzanne Snyder and uh, Judy Aronson. So it's one thing when you're an asshole and you know it, but it's also one to date assholes and be okay with it. I mean, they would always be like, "Eh, we're not impressed, blah, blah, blah. But all it takes is a little, I'm sorry. And then they're like, okay, let's date them. And then it was also, did you hear them when they were like, powwowing about like should we just dump them and they're like well our social game will be gone we won't have any more parties to go to (laughs) let's just forgive them yeah i heard that part but i i don't find it very impressive when women want to date assholes and then get pissed off when they're assholes like you've chosen them you know exactly who they are Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden now you want nice dudes like gary and white give me a break which only happened when a gun was pointed in somebody else's face. They're like, ooh, I want you now. That's <laughs> because it goes into the masochistic <laughs> overtones of this movie. No, it does. They're they just are. the side pieces. <laughs> uh, apparently. I mean, honestly, I I didn't like how they were treated in the movie either. I'm not saying that, you know, that they, you know, don't deserve respect. But I I don't know. It was just watching them constantly be shown that these guys are jerks. Mm-hmm. And yet they went out with them anyway. But then somebody will probably tell me that, oh, they're just teens. They don't know any better and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just didn't go through that phase. I just know better. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know a lot of people in high school who just dated around just because they wanted the status. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I just didn't really like. Th- I don't know if they were just fully developed. Put it that way. 
Well, they weren't. They were teenagers. Yeah. What <laughs> I mean, but I found Ian and and what not Ian. Um, the two Roberts developed yeah. pretty well. I mean, we pretty much knew who they were. Mm-hmm. So, but um, what did you think about them? Like, make us a woman. We'll give you our girlfriends. Let's trade off. Like that scene was so uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. That conversation was just so easy off the tongue for all of them. It was so weird. And they agreed to it as if the girls actually would agree to do this. I know. And that that was crazy to me, too, that they did just agree to it. It's just that easy. Like, OK, we will trade, you know. So weird. So weird. Would you have done it? What, traded? Yeah. No. OK. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. I was smarter than that. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh. That that whole thing was was kind of off. I yeah, their characters. I I just didn't like how they had treated them like that. That was yeah. You just don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. Okay, so what did you think about just the overall like plot of the movie? Because I mean, you've got this woman who can practically do whatever they want. Do you think they utilize their imaginations in this movie for an entire weekend? Um. I don't think they utilize their imaginations. I think she called the shots, really. And I think she made them do things that she thought they had to do in order to grow. So I think watching it from that, it's a fun movie. And it kind of is a stepping stone for young boys to watch and be like, put myself out there. Be different. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this definitely was a teen sort of inspirational movie before a science fantasy movie Mm -hmm. because like look at bill and ted i think that's more on the sci-fi aspect than the message i think the message stands out a lot more in weird science than it does from the other one so i can definitely see that um as far as the special effects that they did from 85 i thought were pretty cool you know just the room spinning with that girl (laughs) spinning in the bathroom (laughs) with her big old white underwear (laughs) i know um the kitchen turning blue i just thought that was a cool trick and and uh, Chet shit monster. Oh my god, that monster looks so cool. It did. I really, I don't remember seeing such a full body. I only remember seeing like the top half, but you got to see the legs and everything. I don't remember any of that. Really? Yeah, well back oh. then I didn't, but um, yeah, watching it now, I was like, oh my god, you can actually see the entire... Yeah. I don't know what that was, but he still had his haircut. Did you he notice did. that? I love that. <laughs> and then like... Even though that was Bill Paxton's voice, that monster was paired up with the best voice for him. I just thought his voice coming through that monster like fit perfectly. Yeah, I like how whiny he gets too. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but no, I did like the effects. And also, this giant gun coming out of nowhere. Like Every time the gun popped up, it would just come out of somebody's pocket or back or something. Like when they were at his parents and she just pulls out this giant gun and points it at Gary's parents. Where did the gun come from? Where did you hide that? But she did it so slowly. She was just like, (laughs) go ahead, make the call. Now, okay, why did why would you bring her home to your parents? You I know she's rebellious. I don't know what that scene was about because it wasn't like he needed to go home and change. So like, why did you go home? I think he just went there. I, I don't know why he went there. Do you think it was to just brag to his parents, like, look, I'm cool, I can get this? Probably. I I don't know. It was 
<laughs> it was just weird. But then, you know, she makes his memory erase. That was such a funny gag. Who's Gary? <laughs> He's like, I don't know who the hell you're talking about, Lucy. And I want you to shut up. And I love that it keeps going, that they almost run into him. And she's like, I think that was Gary. Who is this Gary character? <laughs> so funny. It's kind of sad, though, that she can do that to people. It's scary. I know. I don't think he I don't think he brought it back. I I want to say that there was an after scene or something where they still were just like I don't know who this Gary guy is. I could be just dreaming about it. Yeah, but you are. Whatever. I could have. I I thought I saw one, but it was a funny gag. You also thought they didn't show Chet's whole body, and I thought that they did. Did you? Um. What do you think happened with the grandparents? I don't know. I kept asking that. Like every everything went back to normal, but you didn't see them like leave the closet no. or anything. Do you think like the mom's going to be putting a vacuum away and be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> that would have been a cool scene if they had done that. Um, oh, oh yeah. And so the motorcycle gang that came in, <laughs> we had some cameos. Yes, we did. Um, Michael Perriman, or is it Berriman? Perriman. I think, I think that's Barryman. Barryman from Hills Have Eyes mm-hmm. and all sorts of other cameos. And my favorite villain. Yes, yes, Vernon Wells came back from... That's why I knew the name. I even said, I think I remember that name. I don't know why. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, he was the big bad in Commando starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And so in this character, his look should look very familiar because... He played uh, Lord General, uh, reprising nearly the same character he played in 1981's Mad Max Part 2. Okay. So, the Road Warrior. So, that look is not exactly the same look, but it's almost close to it. Hmm. So, uh, have you seen Mad Max, those older ones? I've seen, yeah, all three of them, but it was a while ago. Okay. So, yeah, basically that was kind of his characters coming back. So maybe he was a better villain in that one. Yeah. Do you remember? I don't. Don't, yeah. It's been a while. Well, he, I thought, was threatening in this one. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And he looks cool. And, of course, more masculinity with the girl in the chain around her neck. Shut up, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I know that was so rude. Because she's just laughing. She's like, what do you want from me? I'm chained up. All I can do is laugh. Leave me right. alone. <laughs> but no, that was good. He he also played a villain on one of the Power Ranger shows. Really? His name was Rancic on that there. Sounds familiar. Yeah, he has like this cyborg robotic like look on his face or whatever, like covering his eye. And yeah, so okay. I guess he's just typecast hmm. as it. But um yeah, overall, I thought the movie was still fun to watch. It is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, I the movie seemed to go by kind of quick. I, for some reason, remember them doing a lot more than what they did. Because all they did was like shower together, they went to a bar, they went to the mall, had a party, and then the movie was over. Yeah. But um, this movie took John Hughes two days to write. Jeez. That's two nothing. days. That's all it took. I hate that, man. I know. Can you believe that? But I wonder, do you think something like that shows? Do you think this movie was developed? Or did it really look like and have the script of something that was written in two days? I think it seemed developed enough. I mean, I don't think it gets that deep into it. Like you said, they just do a few antics and then the party scene goes forever. Yeah, it does. And then it's over. 
So when you would watch all the other John Hughes films, I mean, comparing it, yes, this one is just meant to be a lot of fun. But I mean, you know, his writing from that one. Do you think it should have been applied to this one? Or are you cool with it just being very simple and goofy? I'm cool with this one being simple and goofy. I don't think it needed to say much more than it did. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Do you find this to be like your favorite John Hughes or which one would you say is your favorite? Mm, It's not my favorite. Um, I haven't watched it as much as this one, but I think I would say like 16 Candles more. Okay, very good. Just because it is more fully developed, I guess, Mm -hmm. the characters. So, Sean, let's rate this film. What are we rating it today? Let's rate it Frozen Grandparents. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, (laughs) how many Frozen Grandparents are you giving Weird Science? So, I still find this movie fun. I'd probably still recommend it, but there's other movies I'd recommend first. Um, Like we said, it doesn't really stand up to today's standards, though. So, I would give it three Frozen Grandparents. Okay. All right, being that this is in my collection, I mean, I bought it for a reason. It is an old-time favorite of mine. There's tons of nostalgic in it, and, I mean, don't we love going back to the 80s where you can always guarantee and depend on there being a song created just from the title of the movie? (laughs) I mean, that was an 80s thing, is that you always created a song that had the title in the movie in it or the or the song was based on it. So hearing Weird Science by Oingo, Oingo Boingo was it just brought me back. And it was it's always fun to hear that kind of stuff, which you told me I had no idea. Blew your mind. Danny Elfman was a singer in this group. <laughs> Is it was that really his voice? Yeah. I had no idea. Cause all I saw was, oh my God. Produced by Danny Elfman, Weird Science. And I was Boy, like, well, duh. <laughs> I had no clue that was him. How long was he? Do you, do you know how long he was in that group with them? I don't know. I can look it up, though. I'm very curious about that. But I am going to also give it a three. And I hate that. I want to give it more. But it doesn't hold up as much as I wanted it to. It's still a fun movie to watch. But uh, there are certain things that I would definitely change. Uh, I would probably do just a little bit more as far as what Lisa was capable of. But, I mean, I do get it for its time. It definitely did its job on getting that sort of teen message out there. But, yeah, I would give it a solid three out of five frozen grandparents which means that this movie is going in the bin oh no it's not on the shelf i have to get rid of it that sucks but i do like this movie but yeah it's not as good as i remember it being from way back then but it it's still cool to watch all right so danny elfman was lead vocals guitar percussion sitar sitar (laughs) programming trombone and violinist in oingo boingo from 1974 to 1995 oh okay so uh let's read some comments from twitter uh i posted that we were watching this and i told everybody to comment their memories their likes or dislikes so um (laughs) so melanie at mel72609 apparently she's not a bot but um, she goes, love weird science. Oh, my God. Another great 
you have not seen. So I think she's referring to our month of movies we haven't seen. I guess she thinks we're continuing this or she's just joking and just giving a shit for not seeing the other ones. Yeah, that was library is open. (laughs) And then she goes and well, I because I replied and I was like, yeah, I've seen this one. And she goes shocked. (laughs) Anyways, um, bad reception podcast says, unlike 16 candles and the breakfast club, it feels very much like a script written in a weekend. Huh? Wouldn't mm. you know? Took two days to write, but it's still goofy fun. Also fantastic theme song by Ongo Boingo. I really like Dare Daniel's very descriptive tweet. So let me clear my throat so I can read all this. <laughs> like it. <laughs> poetry right there poetry. i felt him like watching this movie once again and just reliving all of those memories like it yeah no that's good <laughs> um ad um at nerd adonis on twitter says so much fun from a nostalgic perspective and i and i think that's why this movie kind of holds up a little bit because the nostalgic is definitely there it was very iconic back then so much respect for what it did back in the day it's 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 cool to have fun movies like that especially Mm -hmm. for teens i think and heavyweight chumps says love this flick don't forget to hook up the doll (laughs) we tried it heavyweight chumps and it didn't work i still have a james franco doll (laughs) um one giant leap for geeks says who doesn't like weird science i love that movie so much i even put up with that tv show (laughs) oh no yes so i am glad you said that because i actually made sean watch the pilot episode of weird science the tv series he tied me down and forced my eyelids open (laughs) this aired on uh, usa that i remember but i actually own the series it came out um in 94 uh, to 98, apparently, but only came out with two seasons. They must have been really long seasons because mm-hmm. there's like, I think, almost, yeah, there's like 88 episodes. But um, yes, they made a TV series, uh, same premise. And I just wanted to show Sean this series, the fact that it exists. And I wanted to see his comparison. So what did you think of... The Weird Science series. I mean, a pilot's a pilot, but yeah, what'd you think as far as it being based on a movie? It was I Yeah. <laughs> no, it was um it was fun. It was similar to the movie. It was definitely very cheesy, and they seemed to make her much more of a genie than the movie did. Yes. Um, if you were to watch more of the series, they refer to her as a genie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's kind of what I thought the whole time, but then I was watching the movie and I'm like, there's nothing like that. But yeah. Okay. So uh, I yeah. do like that they have her power fade over time. That I could see that being a fun element. Yeah. I mean, well, they that would be hard to have to remember and 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 put in every single wish in every episode that they do. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the wipe slate clean so they can just start over and make a new wish the next day. Right. So I mean, obviously, every wish that they did on the series was to teach them some kind of moral lesson and growing up and all that stuff, but have fun while they were doing it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you didn't recognize Vanessa Angel. So she's the one who played the TV Lisa. You looked her up. You don't remember her at all. I've seen some of the stuff she's in here and there. Okay. So you remember her from Kingpin. That's her biggest role. That's when oh, she, okay. that's when she like went on the map. 
That was 96. Yeah, I saw her in Kingpin. Okay. I don't know if it was this help of this series that put her sort of, you know, on the top to be, you know, picked for the role. But yeah, that's her biggest thing. Uh, you said she was in a Puppet Master movie. Did I get that right? Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys. Oh, okay. I do remember that movie. And yes, I remember that part for sure. Uh, she was in Hall Pass. Did you see that one? I did see Hall Pass. Okay. Do you you don't remember her? I don't her? remember her. Oh, okay. Yeah, Weird Science was your typical teen sitcom that came on back in the day. Um, I could totally watch the series again and, and just laugh. It's funny. Um, but yeah, uh, the pilot was, you know, okay. I mean, it's, it's a show that definitely deserves to be in the 90s. You could definitely not watch it again. The music sounded so much like Saved by the Bell, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the teens and everybody, the typical bullies and all that, all of that was like so so stereotyped so but yeah i just wanted to show you that to give you an idea like this was made and what's funny john hughes had absolutely no idea this show even existed until he saw a commercial that's funny i don't even know how they got away with doing this they you probably wonder just if owned all the rights well i think maybe the i don't know maybe the rights were given up uh-huh. after a certain amount of time and they were just able to do it because this was done 10 years after okay so who knows but yeah, yeah, I just wanted to show you that. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> do you hear a twinkling? Yes, I do. Does that signify Sean's sound booth time? It is time for Sean's sound booth time. Yay! <laughs> Take so, it away. So, I mean, I think it's obvious what song I would go with. Definitely not Weird Science, because I don't want to be a basic Betty. Here's the thing about Weird Science, right? <laughs> so, like I said earlier... The song is so nostalgic to hear. It's really funny and it sounds good. But I have a challenge for all of you. I want you to play the song on repeat at least three times and record your expression and send it to us. I swear to you, you will get a cringe on your face. This is not a song to repeat over and over again. <laughs> I'm I'm watching the DVD and the, you know, the animatronic cover art. They're just playing the song over and over again. In the credits, they're playing it. In the after credits, they're <laughs> yeah. playing it. During the movie, they're playing it. Then I heard it again on the TV series. I almost lost my mind. <laughs> it is just not a song you hear over and over again, but it's still a good song. So I'm a little confused, Rob. I thought this was Sean's sound time. <laughs> It was just something that just reminded me of that. I was just like, oh my God, I can only take this song so much. But okay, go ahead. So I chose a song that came out when I was in middle school. So it was a while ago. And I bought this CD and my cousin and I would dance in the living room to the song over and over and over again. So I chose Barbie Girl. Because she starts as a Barbie, and they bring her to life, and they make her walk and talk and do what they please. You are so clever. <laughs> I know. How did you come up with this? Um, I don't know. I remembered that she was a Barbie doll, so, so you I want to use it. You just... Okay. And to this day, I still listen to Aqua. They have three CDs out, and the lead singer has a solo CD. I've only listened to the first two. You're missing out. I'm sure. I'm sure. What was it? It was Aqua self-titled or was it just Aquarius? It was Aquarium. Aquarium. And then Aquarius. Aquarius, yes. And exactly. then they got back later and made um, Megalomania. Okay. But that one never came here. Okay. It was like 10 years after their second CD and they didn't feel like it would do well here. Oh, okay. This has been another Sean's Sound Booth time. 
I did that in sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sean. All right. So that is going to close up our episode today. I had a lot of fun. Me too. Very good. Very good. I'm glad. So next week is the start of a whole month extravaganza. We have been waiting so much for October to come around. And it is time to bring on the horror. Bring it on. I'm so excited. So all the month of, of October, we're going to do horror-like themed movies. And uh, we are also participating in this sort of crossover huge event with other podcasts that are circling around. Well, basically what we all wanted to do was... Um, Give us an opportunity to just kind of be on other people's shows, adapt their themes on how they do podcasting and vice versa, but just talk about horror in any kind of way, whether it's the movies, video games, books, favorite horror movies, whatever we could think of. But basically what we're going to do is have a horror themed podcast episode for someone to listen to all 31 days of October. And including our regular episodes that we have every Wednesday, we are going to be popping up in other people's um, podcasts. Like a virus. Yes, exactly. So um, we'll definitely keep all of you updated on the schedule of our 31 Days of Horror. And um, yes, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. We, Sean and I have um, um, a couple of ideas on what we want to do for our bonus episodes, but you're going to get a lot of us for the month of October because we both love horror movies so much. And yeah, why not? I have no social life. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But um, as far as our weekly Wednesday show, uh, Movie Geek and Proud, our next episode will be on the Korean horror zombie flick. Train to Busan. Which is currently on Netflix if you haven't seen it. That's right. Definitely watch this film before they take it out. It is worth it. I'm telling you. Um, a, you know, it is subtitled, so be in the mood for that. But I'm telling you, it is worth it. Even if you don't like zombie movies, this will give you a different way of looking at zombies. It's fun. It, it will have you feeling every single emotion in the book. It's great characters. It's an amazing film, and I'm so glad that we finally get to record. And it's review. got a hot daddy. Yes, hot dad. <laughs> hot dad's in it. And, um, yeah, so look for that next Wednesday. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to our episode this week. We really appreciate it, and we will see you next time on Movie Geek and Proud. Say goodbye, Sean. All the horror. <laughs> <laughs>